Welcome to the Pinfall Podcast. I am your host, Liz. I'm joined, as always, by my co-host, Marcus. Hello. Yeah. Yeah? You, uh... The cat just, like, stuck her head in, like, the door, like, what's going on? <laughs> um, happy Smackdown. Was it, Smackdown. though? Was it, though? Some matches were bangers, and some matches were... One match was a banger. Uh, Ray and Sammy could have been a little better. I liked that. I liked that one. I, I liked it too, but like the whole distraction finish was pretty lame. It, maybe it's just like how I was taking my notes tonight or something. I don't know. But... There wasn't a lot of wrestling tonight. Yeah, there were four matches, and two of them were, like, three minutes combined. Um, yeah. The women's, the women's uh, side of the card today was horribly booked. Horribly. Three minutes yeah. total. Um, the absolute wrong people won. And they're just giving us rematches in the Queen's Crown uh, tournament. Is lame. Yeah. Except uh, Dewdrop and Natalia. That's the only one that's not a rematch. Yeah, yeah. It's just, it's very. It, 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 it's, it's, it's surprising to me, I think, because, like, you would think that after a certain point of people being like, damn, WWE is, like, doing, like, two minute women's matches, and, like, that's it. Like, that's fucked up. You would think after, like, the 15th person said that, they'd be like, should probably make like a couple longer women's matches just in case well do you think anyone at wwe cares in terms of the higher ups as long as they're getting the tickets people are watching the ratings are up do you think anyone cares that's fair it's a good point um but uh we got Finn Balor versus Cesaro, which kicked ass. And we were told about Super Super Smackdown or Smackdown Super Size Smack Super Size Me. Um, he made made such a small point of that that like I did not even notice. It's like Brock Lesnar's returning. Um, they're gonna have Becky Lynch versus uh, Sasha Banks. Um, Naomi versus Sonya Deville, um, and I think the Seth Edge Hell in a Cell match is happening then. Right? How many times can Brock fucking return? You you re, re, uh, every Before time comes Brock Lesnar shows up to work today. Every time he walks into like he he comes to work, everyone starts cheering for him. Like every time he walks through the door, it's just cheers, cheers, Vince with like a kazoo. Yay, Brock's come back. Uh. I guarantee he's gonna, his return is gonna be like five minutes, either in an interview or just in the ring talking. Nothing special. Yeah. Oh, I know. You really should not expect Brock to wrestle until. Jewel and we should not expect Brock to wrestle after Crown Jewel. 
I don't know about that because WWE loves, especially now, to pass around their big title, which is the Universal title right now, pass around their big title between the biggest guys, the the big main event uh, carters. Like, right, it's Roman, and it's Brock, and they could keep flopping it back and forth for as long as Vince wants. Yeah. I guess that's fair. Um, I don't know. I just, I don't see Brock being in the position to wrestle repeatedly. Yeah. Especially if we're making such a big deal that he's just showing up. I think they did the same thing for Edge, though. I think so. I don't think so. I know they do the same thing for Goldberg, and he's actually having like a storyline right now. Sure. Um, I don't know. Who knows at this point? Um, but either way, not the best card today, for sure. Um, if this was a season premiere, this is not what you want to be showing producers this is not a good episode to start with not 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 the way you want to kick things off really it was very story heavy which is nice and uh, the random matchups were nice to see um but the wrestling aspect was not very good it was 50 it was like 25% was good 75% was mediocre at best, or average at best. Yeah. yeah, that's fair. I think that's fair. So do you want to get into the news? Oh, we've actually got a little bit of news today. Oh, a little bit. You're going to change the sign today? Yeah, there we go. premiere, got to start off right. True, true. Okay. The news. Yeah. That's the news. <laughs> um, all right, let me pull it up. So we'll start with some non WWE or AEW news, and that first piece of news is going to be that former TNA star Chris Harris was apparently reported, reportedly, uh, mm-hmm. um, arrested. In in Kenton County, Kentucky, um, he was apparently charged with operating a motor vehicle under the influence of alcohol, and did not have the insurance card for said vehicle. Oh. So apparently, he was put into jail. Um, it was like at night, and was released Wednesday morning. Um, has a court date scheduled for Tuesday, um, November 2nd. Hmm. That's a rough situation. It's not great. Not great. Don't drink and drive. I feel like it's, there's no excuse now, now that we have Uber and Lyft easily accessible. Even in rural areas. Well, apparently some people don't get that memo. Yeah. You. Um, they, they just get tag team runs. Um, <laughs> so 
interesting to me. Um, AJ Lee, um, known now as AJ Mendez, um, is back to wrestling. Um, she is going to be working for Women of Wrestling um, on their return. Which I just feel like it's like, I don't know, man. I don't know if I'd, I... I understand why women would want to do everything they can to make WoW, um, like big thing mm-hmm. now that Tessa Blanchard is like the face of it I don't know if I would do that well, I mean I feel like technically AJ Mendez is the face of it they just added Tessa Blanchard to the roster which is a bad a bad decision um, well, she, Tessa's actually I think just the casting director I don't even know if she's actually wrestling but oh really yeah, but I feel like that kind of overshadows a lot of things. Well, AJ AJ Mendez is going to be, I think they said a producer or some kind of executive, but she will also be wrestling, I believe. Yeah, I believe that is also very true. Um, I don't know. It's just not a great move on their part for... Taking Tessa Blanchard in, I guess. Yep. The point. Yep. Um. All right. So. I guess I'll talk about this. Um. Kurt Stallion. Issued a statement addressing his comments. Hmm. Um. Which. Was basically just this video. He says, like, it's been brought to my attention that at some point in the past, I said some really stupid transphobic shit on a podcast I never should have said. Um, he then like, talks about how he's taken some time to address the issue and he's taken a step back. Um, it's a very... He said for in the future for any potential bookings that he's going to have for the rest of 2021 he'll be donating percentage to the national trans center for trans equality which it, it's a good apology it does yeah. not make up for what happened though i feel like I, I feel like that's the most he can do though besides go to the past and erase what happened like yeah. um well we'll see if like how how well he sticks to that but you know, it, it's better than most other people have done. Also, to be fair, he says, I said some stuff on a podcast in the past. It makes it feel like, oh, he must have said this in a podcast like years and years ago. Yeah, like 10 years. It was first starting. It was last year. Yeah. Summer. So. It, it was last summer, like at the height of the speaking out movement, too. So it's like, Jesus Christ. Mm hmm. Anyways, just wanted to make that point. He said something about it. You can decide if it's enough for you, I guess. Um, then on to some AEW news, I believe. Yeah. Um, it's only one piece of AEW news. It's that Bobby Fish signed with All Elite Wrestling. I'm really excited. Yeah, right after Dynamite on Wednesday, they uh, announced that... He- Bobby Fish is all elite. 
Uh, and he came out of the heel tunnel, which is interesting. Adam Cole is also a heel. And a lot of people expect Adam Cole to turn on the super elite. So maybe... No, I think he's going to turn on Kenny. Huh? I think he's going to turn on Kenny, and I think he's going to take the Young Bucks with him. Hmm. That, I, I've heard mixed things, and I'm not sure personally what to believe. Because I think they could go either way. Um, especially, maybe if they introduce the trio's title, if that will change anything. Um, but uh, still, super cool. Yeah, um, I'm so happy. Good for him. He, he did a fantastic job in the match uh, this week. Yeah, and he doesn't look... He's got any ring rust, really. Um, just, I'm. This was like the best thing I think. I'm so excited, and the fact that they were like, "Well, as of like tonight, he is not signed." I was like, "Oh, <laughs> maybe they'll do it last second, and they did. So, um, some WWE news. First thing we'll talk about is USA is kind of fucking mad right now. Um. Because at this point, um, they aren't happy with the numbers that they're getting, especially because the remodeling of NXT was in order to garner the views of people in the 18 to 49 demographic. Mm-hmm. And that has only gone down. You mean saying shit repeatedly on end? Hasn't alone been getting anyone? Yeah, interestingly enough. Um, but they're hoping that the, the little dip in the road is temporary and that it's just gonna get better. Oh, I doubt that. Um, this was reported by Andrew Zarian, so... You can trust what, what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Um, also, the WWE hired... Um, two new um, uh, coaches. Um, they hired the former member of Spirit Squad, Kenny Dixtra, um, as a new coach for the PC, and then they also hired um, uh, Allison Danger um, as a coach for the women. Um, Worked as a guest coach apparently back in May, um, and was brought to yeah, in Las Vegas. Hmm. Yeah. Um, I've got a couple pieces of news. I don't know if you have first one, or I, I guess the bigger one of the two. I have one piece of news left, and it's about a certain Gargano. Okay, that's one of my pieces. Uh, let, let me give mine first because that the one you have is a bigger one. We'll save that for last. Um, so, according to Sports Illustrated, Lillian Garcia and Tristratus are going to take part in a new mental health initiative uh, aimed at wrestling fans called Tag Me In. It's a project that aims to get people talking about their mental health. I, I saw that headline and... Uh, I didn't actually get to see who the the wrestlers were. 
It's um, also including Chris Jericho, Mick Foley, Kurt Angle, uh, Lita, Psycho Clown, Gail Kim, uh, and then Lillian Garcia and Trish Stratus. Uh, and if there's one person I need telling me to you know, speak up for my mental health, it's Psycho Clown. That's the one. <laughs> um, but, uh, oh, where was the quote? Um, Trish Stratus said, we're here to open up the conversation. Uh, this is a place of comfort and a place to feel safe, and it's so nice to have someone else who can relate. So that's really nice that they're uh, trying to be more open about mental health in professional wrestling, which is something that's de definitely been needed, especially with uh, the the dreaded past in pro wrestling. Yeah, um, definitely a, a a needed initiative. Yeah, for sure. Um, all right, so it was kind of fucked up to be like, this is a bigger news story. But, um, Johnny Gargano, whose WWE contract is up in December, December 3rd, I believe, um, mm -hmm. has since removed all mentions of WWE from his... Instagram and Twitter bios. Right. Curious. Very curious. He removed uh, WWE slash NXT and has since replaced it with Pro Wrestler. Which, somebody else did that before leaving WWE. I remember who it was. Adam Cole, baby. Oh, was it? Not and to say that if Johnny were to leave, he'd go to AEW or anything like that. I, I, I mean, I think for sure he would because the Young Bucks. I think they'd be stupid to not snatch him up. Well, the Young Bucks said before, I, I think it was before they even started uh, AEW, that if there was, like, they, they listed a bunch of people that they would need to get that uh, they were starting a promotion, and they listed Johnny. Um. And uh, the Young Bucks have been crucial with bringing in talent. Like, uh, they, they brought in Bobby Fish most recently. They brought in Ethan Page. I'm sure they had a huge hand in getting Adam Cole, Bebe. Um, and uh, how, how could you not want Johnny as part of that roster? He's one of the greatest wrestlers on the planet right now. Um, he's, and he's perfect for AEW, I think. And yeah, his like you said, his contract ends December third, um, which is just before their uh, Long Island show, um, which I believe it, which a lot of people think is going to be the Winter's Coming special. Um, so the way that they're promoting the Long Island show, I definitely would not be shocked if that were a special episode. Yeah. Um, and last time they had the Winter is Coming special, Sting debuted. Yeah. Um, hair like on my nose that I can see. Peripheral. Uh, I... I don't know. I think it's a little bit curious. Mm-hmm. Very, very curious. 
Yeah, and he doesn't seem so happy being in WWE right now. I mean, the fact that he's not... He hasn't wrestled in a while now. I think it was his last match, I think, was against Dexter Loomis in the Love Her or Leave Her match. I think so. And on top of that, it seems like they're completely nixing everything that they have with the way. Right. Uh, oh. it, it seems like right now, just Johnny and Candace have been there to um, transition them over to 2.0, move over to the wedding, and then their job is done after Index is off their honeymoon. It's interesting because like, they did give that whole speech. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just, I don't see, if he can avoid it, I don't see Johnny staying. Yeah. Um because it doesn't seem like he's happy. It doesn't seem like he's getting used the way he should be. Right. And I am sure Candace being pregnant will play a huge factor in what happens, um, whether he's going to want some time off um, or, you know, could pull, a, could pull a, a Cody Rhodes and just not take any time off, or like an Ethan Page and not take any time off at all. Mm. You know? Mm-hmm. Um. But I, I'm very excited to see where his future goes, whether it's continuing with WWE or it's uh, in AEW or wherever he wants to go. He's going to kill it because he is one of the best talents in pro wrestling. All right. So you want to talk about today's episode? You want to get into a recap? Nothing like the first sip of a good old seltzer. Yeah. Burns. All right. So, SmackDown for today. This was a very promo-filled episode. We started off with, like, immediately, no introduction or anything. We just start off with the Bianca, Becky, Sasha contract signing. Becky said... (laughs) Bianca was like her music was like already halfway played out. Yeah. The time we tuned in, Becky and Sasha were already out there. Which I mean, for for how they were positioned, I'm kind of glad we started in the middle, so that we didn't see them awkwardly come out and like get in their spots. Yeah. Um. But uh, Becky says the man has come around to San Jose. I decided I was going to sit here so I could get a good look at everything. Losing streak isn't good. Isn't a good look going to crown jewel, Bianca. And Sasha, you disco ball looking fool. You attacked me after I filled in for you. Did you a favor at SummerSlam? Um, Sasha says, Aw, you missed me. All these people missed me. My spot is bigger, is bigger than all of you combined. Um, Bianca says the only conversation we should be having right now is you signing this contract. All you keep doing is returning to cheap shot me. The only thing you did at SummerSlam is ride the momentum of my work. Every big moment this year had my name in it. I'm the, I'm in the ring now and you won't. Sorry, I'm in the ring now and you don't want to get in the ring. I'm ha- I'm ready now. And then brawl starts. Uh, Bianca tries to do a double KOD with uh, Sasha 
and Becky stacked, but Sasha escapes, and um, Bianca then does a KOD through Sasha and the table, leaving them stacked. 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 So then we get the Mysterios in gorilla position. Um, Ray says, other than being Universal Champion, being King of the Ring is the next best thing. It would make me sick if Sami Zayn became king, uh, and that's not going to happen. Uh, Ray then goes out, and we go to Sami Zayn and Dom and Gorilla. Um, Sami said, time for you to be your own man. I don't think you're better than your father. He then goes out, and the whole time Ray is giving a dirty look to the to the Tron. Sammy said that I think you're better than your father. Is that not what I said? He said, I don't think you're better than your father. Oh. I, I have written, I think you're better than your father. I, I must have... Freudian mm, slip, huh? Yeah. Um, Alright, so yeah, we get Rey Mysterio versus Sami Zayn in the opening round of King of the Ring. Right, oh, which I think it's kind of funny that they have Sammy in it because... As you reminded me, I don't think Sammy can go to Saudi Arabia. Right, he's not allowed. Whether it's not allowed, or I don't know if it's the safest option. No, he's not allowed. I mean, in the... Oh. I think it was the last Crown Jewel event, or the last Saudi Arabia event, they specifically asked WWE to remove Sammy from the card. Really? Yeah. Is there a reason? Um. Well, I don't know if it has to do with him being Israeli... Um, or Ooh. he might have said something on Twitter. Um, I I don't know. I don't remember exactly why, but uh, yeah, they do not allow him in Saudi Arabia. Oh, it's because he's Syrian. Oh, Syrian. That's right. Yeah, I was gonna say he's not Israeli. <laughs> My mistake. Um. Saudi Arabia banned Sami Zayn from WWE events. Mm. Um, so, uh, the point is, is I think we kind of know where this is going to go at the end of the day. Yeah. King Balor. Yeah, and, and um, Miriam added on top of that, not only is he Syrian, but he's very vocally anti-Saudi government. That was kind of why I was like, I don't know if it's like a his choice kind of mm -hmm. thing. Like he doesn't want to, or makes makes enough sense. I, I'm sure he wouldn't um, want to anyway. That's that was what I was kind of figuring. I was like, I don't think it's like skin off his bones, but yeah. also kind of fucking sucks because, like, again, like I said, we know where this is going. Yeah. We'll see. Um, Sammy goes for the haluva kick. He doesn't get it. Ray immediately rolls Sammy up. Doesn't work. Ray gets a hurricane run off the top rope to Sammy, and then a big power bomb goes off to Ray. Ray hits Sammy with the flying head scissors and lines him up for a six one nine. But Sammy just exits the ring. Um, Ray, however, does this fucking bonkers little move where he goes over the top rope like a front flip hurricane rana. It was very in sync and perfect, and I was kind of. Impressed. Yeah, that was great. Ray killed it in this. Yeah. 
So, Sammy sends the Tobobikins. Um, Sammy sends Ray shoulder first into the post, um, which ends up sending Ray to ringside. Dom comes out, looking kind of like, "What side am I on? I don't know." <laughs> um, there's a suplex into the buckles to Ray. Sammy wants the haluva kick again, but he can't get it. Uh, he gets thrown down with a Hurricane Rana, um, which counters the haluva kick. Uh, there's a powerbomb to Sammy. Sammy then goes up top. He sends Ray to the apron. A huge Hurricane Rana to Sammy off the top rope, and then a little drop kick that sets him up for the 619 again. Evades it again. He gets a blue thunderbomb instead. Um, Sammy then exposes the top turnbuckle while Jess is like yelling at Ray or something. Yeah. Um, there's a seated senton onto Sammy. Um, notices the turnbuckle pad not being where it should be. Goes to put it back on. While Sammy's like, don't do that. Ray comes over after the turnbuckle pad's been applied and he yells at Dom for being up on the apron. Mm-hmm. And then Sammy shoves Ray into Dominic. Um, rolls him up right afterwards to win the match. Um, sort of with the help of Dominic and thus further straining uh, his Ray's relationship with Dom, I believe. Yeah, yeah. I mean, hopefully this gets Dom away from Ray because it's what he needs. Um, in, in terms of story and just being his own wrestler, like, the dude needs to be in singles. Um, and, and him and Sammy or him alone would be great either way. Hmm. Um, then we get a little vignette promoting Hit Row. And then we go to an interview with Seth Rollins. He says, if you could humor me, let's review the facts. Up until SummerSlam, I'm embarrassed and humiliated, but through all the, that adversity, I still beat Edge at Madison Square Garden. Am I celebrated? No. I'm called a monster. Well, throw the double standards out the window. I've come out week after week and have challenged Edge. We'll figure it out. Who's the better man? Has anyone heard anything? I told Edge I was going to go to his house, and I went to his house to get an answer to my challenge. And I didn't cross any lines. And I still haven't gotten an answer. I don't even know why I'm talking to you about this. So excuse me while I go find somebody who has power. And then we get the first round of... The Queen's Crown tournament with Zelina Vega versus Tony Storm. But the beginning of horribly booked match today. Bobby Fish is wrestling Brian Danielson on the October 16th rampage. Okay. I'm gonna have a fucking conniption. You know, what if what if they try and form their own Undisputed Era on AEW with like Adam That's Cole? That's what I thought they were gonna try to do. They could do Adam Cole, Bobby Fish. Uh, if Johnny Gargano comes in, he could be a part of it. Or they could do the Seidel brothers. They're doing. What? Disputed Era. Disputed Era? Yeah. I'm um, just so excited, because Bobby like got fucked over so much like in his final times over in NXT. 
Mm-hmm. Like the fact that he's wrestling one of the biggest guys that's on fucking AEW right now. Yeah. I I feel like he's gonna be kind of like the Seidel brothers um, over at AEW, kind of like. He he's, wrestles on Dark and Elevation a lot, goes on Dynamite, though, to help, you know, fill matches, give some storylines, but backstage will, like, be training people. But the thing is, is I don't him wrestling Brian Danielson as negative of that at all. Well, I feel like it's more than just being a filler guy. I mean, when, when Christian came in, he fought Matt Seidel. Same with Andrade. Those are their first matches. Was against Matt Seidel. I don't see it though. I'm I'm really excited for this. I think this is gonna be awesome. Okay. Um. Yeah, I'd love to pretend that we're gonna talk about this match for longer than it happened. I could probably if I like oh. base my words out just a little bit. Oh. Um. So. I. I, I think I got something in my eye. Um, Lana goes to kick Tony. Um, instead, gets taken down with a snapmare. There's a little bit of ground a pound, yeah, as Jimmy would like to see. Uh, Zelina gets some sort of type of like reverse dragon sleeper mission hold on Tony. Uh, Tony ends up getting free. It's what I can only consider a tailbone buster to Zelina. Um, Tony then goes up top, but Zelina shakes the rope and tosses Storm. The back into the ring, um, and then hits her with the code red to win somehow. Yeah, very 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 disappointing match. Um, I'm really excited for to watch tonight's uh, rampage. Wait, also sorry, I I fucked up. It's the Saturday episode of Dynamite, the one that's that they're having for our, our anniversary. Oh, oh, okay. October 16th. Yeah, it's Day twin versus hometown boy! Oh! Alright, so then after that match, the bloodline comes out. Roman says, San Jose, acknowledge me. My special counsel had one job before tonight to make sure my cousins weren't drafted to... To Raw, and that's what he did. So San Jose, acknowledge him. I love you, Paul. My cousins, they love you too. You're part of our family. You're our wise man, and that's what I want you to do. Be wise. I want you to come clean and tell the truth. And they're chan- the crowd's chanting Suplex City. And Roman says, silly San Jose, Suplex City doesn't exist, this is the island of relevancy. I want you to admit that you're responsible for Brock Lesnar's free agency. And then Paul starts stammering, he says, I'm in a terrible situation. No matter what way, what what I say, it'll sound like I'm spinning things. I've been with your family for 40 years. You chose me, rescued me to be your tribal council. I've been accused of many things in my life. I'm guilty of even more. But I've never been accused of being stupid. Pulling the trigger now on a scheme to dethrone the tribal chief would be stupid. 
wouldn't the whole thing stay within your circle of trust for Crown Jewel? Uh, you know how you took that. You know how you know that Brock Lesnar is lying to you? We're telling you in advance of a move against you. You wouldn't choose a stupid man to be your special counsel. He can't stand the fact that at Crown Jewel, the Conqueror will be conquered by Roman... Uh, Roman interrupts him. He says, I don't want you to tell me. Look into that camera and tell Brock. I'll protect you because I can. Paul says, Brock, I have to give you a ton of credit. You outsmarted the wise man. Frankenstein taught the doctor a lesson. You know what's going to happen to you at Crown Jewel? They said the Undertaker couldn't be defeated at WrestleMania. He met his match. Brock Lesnar has met his match, and his match's name is Roman Reigns. Roman Reigns will walk into Crown Jewel as their tribal chief, and he will fight you as a tribal beast, and you will learn one thing. The winner and still reigning, undisputed, undefeated WWE Universal Heavyweight Champion, the Tribal Chief Roman Reigns. And that's not just a prediction, Brock. That's a spoiler, and you can believe that. And that ends that, and then we go to uh, Pierce and Adam Stone. Adam Pierce in Sony Deville with Seth Rollins. Um, Seth runs, walks in and says, is Edge going to be here tonight or not? Pierce says, he was scheduled before you broke into his house. Seth said, I want an answer to my challenge either way. At the end of the night, I am going to go to the ring and expect him to come out and answer me. If you guys do run into Edge before I do, can you return this to him? And he shows them a picture of him and Beth. <laughs> God. I love that like, Seth is like, I want I, I want an answer to my challenge. And they're like, yeah, but Edge is dealing with the shit that you've done. Mm-hmm. He's like, so? <laughs> Seth. You you violated this man's privacy on a number of levels. But in all fairness, they could deal with it. Edge could deal with it by fighting Seth. That is fair. How else would he deal with it besides get new locks? I guess um, he has to murder Seth. Yeah. So then we get Carmella versus Liv Morgan, the last horrible booking decision of the night. Like these wouldn't even be like considered horrible booking decisions if it weren't for the fact that like the last five fucking seconds. What is and the fucking point? I, I think the worst thing about these booking decisions is imagine if we got Tony Storm versus Liv Morgan next week. That would yeah. be Anyways. Um so Again, we do the thing with the mask, and it's kind of silly because, like, we do the thing with the mask, but she does it the same, like, calls her ladies over, they apply the mask with her he- back of her head in view of the camera, and then she turns around, and it's like, well, there's no shock factor now. Mm-hmm. You know what you're doing. Yeah. This is dumb, and you're wasting time that could be used for a match. Yeah. Um, 
just goes right into a ground upon right off the bat. Um, Armella gets the code of silence on Liv. For a full fucking second, I was like, oh my god, are they really going to end the match this fucking quickly? Um, Liv ends up pulling on the weirdo mask to break free. Um, really, there's a super kick to Liv. Liv gets an insiguri and then uh, sends Carmella's jaw into her shins. Um, there's a boot to the face of Liv, though, and then a jawbreaker against the ropes, and then back in the ring, there's a super kick for Carmella to win. Yep, and it was clean, which is unfortunate. Yep. Then we get an interview from Mace, one of the newest additions to SmackDown. He says, I don't think I'm going to compete. To compete implies competition. I don't see anyone who can match me. All I see is prey. I'm not coming here to compete. I'm coming here to annihilate. I think it'll be a, it'll be a cool addition to SmackDown. I like that he's keeping the base personality. Even though I don't think T-Bar is. I don't think so either. Uh, he... he Changed his picture on Twitter to him maskless, face paintless, normal Dijak. Which, I mean, I'm excited for that. I want Dijak back. I'm going to miss their Twitter conversations, though, so much. Who says they, they need to stop them? It's true. Imagine Dijak's, like, all normal on Twitter. <laughs> except for when Mace messages him. Or, like, they, they, they're tweeting with each other. Mm. I love that. No matter what, Mansoor will always be submissive and breedable. We'll right. always have that. So, God, my eyes are just, like, not here today. Get that. Like, the light is fucking with them. Um, so then we get... God, we get happy talk. I'm so tired of happy Corbin. I'm so tired of it. Um, he says, I am the happiest man in the world. One of the things that makes me so happy is my buddy, Mad Cat Moss. And Moss says, What instrument do you find in the bathroom? A tuba toothpaste. A tuba toothpaste. And Liz started cackling like she is now. <laughs> I think that's clever as fuck. <laughs> of course you think that. Then we get Kevin Owens coming out. He starts beating up Moss immediately and, and, and brings a fight to Corbin. Uh, but Moss and Corbin fight back. And then they deliver a neckbreaker to... Or Moss delivers a neckbreaker to, to Owens. Then we get Pierce and Sonya backstage. Naomi then walks in. And uh, Sonya says, You're not worthy of being a queen or being on the roster. Uh, but Naomi says, I'm a two-time SmackDown Women's Champion. Sonya said, well, I'm not done with you on SmackDown yet. I think there, she mentions something about going to Raw. Um, she said, you have a match next week. Against who? Me. And so, I actually get the, the resolution to this pretty soon. And we better fucking win. Oh, I'm sure she will. If she does, I'm going to be like... Um, also, Miriam said, if Liz had made that joke, it would have been a thousand times more charming. Yeah. Would you have laughed, Mark? 
Uh, yeah, because it wouldn't have come from someone named Madcap. Fair enough, okay. Um, self. So then we get our final match of the night, Finn Balor versus Zazaro. I wasn't paying attention to the clock, and I was like, must be the main event. And then I, we went to commercial, we came back, and it was like still 9.30, and I was like, be the main event. I would watch that for the, that long, but like still, that's a that's a bit much. Yeah. Um. So, it was fucking loud in this match. Like there were so many times where like Cesaro was like passing around, and he was just like, Aah. I think he was having more fun because he likes Cesaro. Probably. Um. So, I think it's a headlock on Cesaro, which becomes a head scissor submission on Finn. Uh. Cesaro gets Finn down in the tilt of world backbreaker, and then Finn gets absolutely fucking launched into the buckles. Like, so hard, I thought the buckle was going to come off. Mm-hmm. Um, there's then a leg drop onto Finn. Uh, Cesaro starts uppercutting him. Uh, Balor ends up jumping over Cesaro, gets a double leg takedown to Mr. Cesaro, and then Cesaro gets launched over the top rope to the floor. Always terrifying to look at because like he's just so tall that like his feet make contact first. I'm always like ankles. <laughs> yeah. Um, this was not a good match for people who are sensitive to something that could happen to their ankles. I feel like. Yeah. <laughs> so Finn goes to fly out onto Cesaro, but I guess he takes way too fucking long because by the time that he gets halfway across the ring, Cesaro's back in the ring. Um, throws Finn up with an uppercut, pop up, pop up uppercut. Uppercut. Um, and then stomps on Cesaro against the ropes. We get an uppercut to Finn in the corner, and then another in the corner. He just goes back and forth between the corners, uppercutting Finn. Um, Finn, however, finally stops the repetition with a sling blade. Uh, he goes up top, but Cesaro meets him up there, hits him with an uppercut, um, butts him. Uh, Cesaro ends up getting a superplex after quite a bit of work. He then ends up getting a cross-face submission on Finn. Finn rolls backwards, getting Cesaro to break the hold. Um, Bella then avoids the swing, ends up trying to roll up Cesaro, doesn't quite get anything. He then sends Cesaro's shoulder first into the post, dives out onto him, and then gets him back in the ring, drop kicks him, uh, and finally hits him with the coup de grace. Win. Yep. Very fun match. Very fun. Um, also, a little bit of a little bit of news, according to uh, uh, Wrestling Observer News, going forward, the AAA tag titles they're going to be defended uh, by the Lucha Brothers on AEW and in Mexico. So uh, they'll be treated as kind of a secondary title, like the NWA title uh, on the women's roster. Um. We'll probably see some AAA guys come up to, to uh, fight for it, which would be really cool. Well, that'll be fun. Maybe see a Hio del Vikingo on an yeah. AEW. Alright, so then we have the final segment. Oh, wait, no, not yet. So Becky Lynch is with Sonya and Pierce, and she says, This is my show, not Roman's. I have delivered on every request you've asked for me. Uh, what have 
those two dopes done. They blindsided me, attacked me from behind. I gave the people the biggest match possible. Um, Pierce says, we know how good you are. All you have to do is prove it to the rest of the world, so sign the contract. And she signs the contract and throws the contract at Pierce, hitting, them, hitting him in the nuts. <laughs> and he's keeled over and Sonia is corpsing. Um, and then the last segment of the night, Seth Rollins comes out. He says, the time has come. We've been waiting all day. I've been waiting all my life for a moment like this. So come on out here and answer my challenge. Don't keep the people waiting. We don't have to do this tonight, man. Name the stipulation. It can be anything. We could have the match in your living room. What happened to the rated R superstar? What happened to the ultimate opportunist? Opportunist. I know what happened. I ended him with one stomp in Madison Square Garden. If you're not going to show up, I'm going to take that as an admission from you that I am not Edge Light and that I am better than you in every conceivable way. The crowd starts booing. Seth said, no, I understand. You guys are disappointed. This is not how I thought this would go. This isn't about me, though. You're not just, you're not just disappointing me. You're disappointing all of your fans, man. All of your fans, and more importantly, you're disappointing your family. Embarrassing, but it's true. I cannot imagine what it must be like for your little girls to know that their daddy is no longer an inspiration, that he's a coward. Must break their little hearts into tiny pieces. And then on the Tron, they cut to Edge driving in to the arena. And he comes out to the ramp. He starts attacking Seth. Um, he brings him over to the desk, and Pat loses his headset, and it's like caught on Seth as he's being dragged. Um, and then Ed Edge starts using it on him as a weapon. He then grabs a steel chair, pulls out the steel rod, and uh, tries to give Seth the business. But Seth breaks out. He runs away. Edge says, you, me, hell in a cell. I said, well, that's not, not for another year now. we will be waiting oh. a long time. Long term booking, buddy. Yeah. Before then, though, is the trial. He's gonna sue. Correct. And that's that's our uh, that is our SmackDown. I almost said NXT. Mm. Would've been much worse if it was. Mm. All right. So you want to talk about the bests of the night? I think we could talk about the best of the night. Right, but before we get to the best of the night, leave a question in the chat for our question segment, and we'll get to it after the best of the night. If you're watching on YouTube, leave a comment. We'll get to it after, or the next episode. I don't know what I'm saying. I'm tired. It's in here. All right, so again, before we get to the best of the night, let me run through the current top 10 of professional wrestling, They're the ELO rankings of wrestlers. Across all major promotions. So starting at number 10, we've got one half of the Raw Tag Team Champions, Riddle. Number 9, we have the former uh, TNT Champion, Miro. 
Number eight, one half of the NXT Tag Team Champions, Wesley. Number seven, the other half of the NXT Tag Team Champions, Nash Carter. Number six, one half of the Impact Tag Team Champs, Doc Gallows. Uh, number five, the former X Division Champion, now the contender for the Impact Worlds Champion, Josh Alexander. Number four, he's just some guy, Sting's best friend, Darby Allen. Number three, the Universal Champion, Roman Reigns. And number two, he is the bout machine, the AEW World Champion, the AAA Mega Champion, Kenny by God Omega. Used to be number one for the longest time, but he has been dethroned now. Now at number one, he is the United States Champion. Damien Priest. What, what matters is those house shows. They have Roman lose all of their house shows. Mm. Damien, Makes sense. Damien defends his title on all of them. Ow. And I, I, I want to like not consider them, but I, I've heard they've switched. They've had titles switch hands on house shows before. Really? Yeah. Uh, very, I think very infrequently, but you can imagine. Yeah. Plus, I mean, it's still booking at the end of the day. All right, so let's talk about bests of the night, promo of the night. I mean, my promo of the night, I, I have to go with uh, Roman and Paul. Just Paul going through that whole elaborate scenario of how he's not stupid. That was so good. I was like, you're being very specific right now, though. Yeah, I know. I was like... <laughs> um, so do you think he's working for Brock? Yeah. yeah. I think he's not only working for Brock, I think he's going to get fucked. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, if... if I, I don't know. I feel like wouldn't be able to do Roman without Paul anymore. Or, like, you, you can't do Roman without Paul now. Yeah, I get that. Um, yep. Unless they bring in another manager for him, but he, they wouldn't be as good as, as Paul. Um, you'd have to get Chavo Guerrero to be his manager. <laughs> Imagine. God. <laughs> That's where the Forbidden Door really opens. We have Roman versus Andrade. <laughs> I think like that's like the last thing that everybody who's been like released by AEW or by AEW, by WWE wants. Mm. At this point, because they're like, no, I don't want to face <laughs> WWE people again, please. <laughs> Remind although, me. Although Daniel Bryan is facing Bobby Fish, so or Brian Danielson. God, it's gonna be so bad for me. Yeah, no, I'm I get that. Never gonna be able to call him Brian Danielson consistently. <laughs> Alright, so wrestler of the night. I know who I wanna pick. Do you have any ideas? Um, I think I'd probably pick Finn. I was gonna go with Ray. I, I thought Finn and Cesaro were great, but I think Ray just like was on a new normal today. Like he he kinda killed it. Sure. Go with that. All right, cool. So then let's go over our matches, match of the night. Like always, this is from the worst to best rated. 
Uh, starting from the worst, with a 3 out of 10, Zelina Vega versus Tony Storm. Tony should have absolutely won that. Um, incredibly short. Zelina, before this, has had one win. And uh, they, they are doing Tony such a disrespect. Or a disservice. Hmm. Uh, next up, with a 4 out of 10, Carmella versus Liv Morgan. Liv should have won. Um, it, it wasn't entertaining at all, really. I mean, it was fine. Wasn't as bad as Zelina and, and Tony, but still not great. Still not great. Liv is good, though. Yeah. She deserves so much more. Yeah. Yeah, she does. Yeah. All right. So up next, with a 6 out of 10, Rey Mysterio versus Sami Zayn. This would have been a lot higher up for me. Had uh, had the whole Dominic interruption not ended the match. If they had it happen, but it didn't end the match, that would have been great. Um, but because it it resulted in Ray losing, um, made the match kind of lame in the moment. I'm sure. Cat just... hmm. Oh, sorry. I was gonna say I'm sure it'll result in a good storyline. I think so. I I like the storyline a lot. I think it's interesting. Yeah. Um, I was just going to say that your cat was snoozing mm-hmm. when a motorcycle went by. She like jolted up and I made a noise at her and she went mm. <laughs> and she's just sitting and staring at me because she's probably mad that I'm telling the story. Oh, she's embarrassed. Alright, and then finally my pick for match of the night with the 7 out of 10 Finn Bauer versus Cesaro. It was just a lot of fun. These guys are great wrestlers, and they they killed it from a technical aspect. No, no real story or anything going into it. No, no complexity. It was just very fun, very fun, great to watch. I agree with you. I like this a lot. And we need more matchups like this. Just random, off the cuff ones. Yeah, and we won't get them because this is just for King of the Ring. But yeah. I mean, you say that, but for Queen, Queen's Crown, they can't even give us original matchups. That's because it's women's wrestling, Mark. Oh, right. Right. It's all about drama. All right. So, to run it back, promo of the night, um, Paul says he's not stupid. Wrestler of the night, Rey Mysterio. Match of the night, Finn Bauer versus Cesaro. Right, you want to answer some questions? I'll answer a question. I need to pull up on YouTube. Um, buh, buh, buh. See if we have any questions on there. I have yet to upload a Tuesday's episode because we had my sister's wedding. Yes. All right. Um. So while well, that is. Loading. Uh, Miriam asked, if you had to compete on a cooking or baking competition show with one wrestler as your sous chef, who would you pick? Oh, I got an easy one. Corbin. Corbin loves his meats. If we're ta- are we talking in kayfabe or in real life? 
It's up to you. Maybe one kayfabe, one real life. Mm. Corbin's definitely the real life answer. Um, God, I feel like I feel like of all people, I should have a good answer to this, and I don't. <laughs> um, well, it's definitely not Indy Hartwell. All she loves is chicken tenders. Oh God. Okay. <laughs> um, that's fair. Um, hmm. I feel like there's so many wrestlers that I'm like, I know that cook, and now I'm like not able to think of any of them. Um, maybe Reggie, former Samoa. It's a possibility. I think, like, I need somebody that I can communicate well with. Mm-hmm. Not using them for their skills. I'm just like, I need their help. Right. I'd probably the cheap answer. I'd probably choose Brian Danielson. We're both Gemini's, so oh we'll be on God. the same wavelength. Uh huh. I'm sure because you've been on such great wavelength. The uh, other Gemini's. <laughs> um. Quite. But, uh... <laughs> Huh. I'm trying. I'm trying to think of like a kayfabe answer. Like, who in kayfabe is like a really good cook? Um. Hmm. Um. Has anyone had like a cooking gimmick at all? I feel like that has to have happened. Yeah. Why? I think that's why like my head is stumped because I'm like. I feel like we've been here. I feel like we've done this before. I, I feel like Impact would have something like that. Impact have like a... Jeff. Well, Brian Danielson would be a good option. Because he's, he's very... Like, he, he's a foodie. But like, like he's... He's vegan, I'm not. right? I, be- I would be hard pressed to believe that he was not. Yeah. Um, uh, he's so, so ecocentric. Yeah, and because he's so ecocentric, I feel like he knows a lot about like vegetables and fruits. I think we're misusing the word. I think. Well, I think no, we're I, trying I'm to say eco- making oh, an assumption based on that. Um, um. But yeah. I don't know. I think, like, if I were to choose. Like a kayfabe option, it would have to be like. Oh, I know what I would do. Hmm. Silly. Maybe like I would choose. Um. There's there's an easy answer. What? Red velvet. Should stir it <laughs> yeah, up. Yeah, there you go. Um, that's a good one. I'd probably choose, like, somebody that's... Maybe? Alright, this is gonna sound weird. Uh-huh. Maybe Montez. Montez? Why? Trying to think of, like, somebody who's got a lot of energy. Mm-hmm. Is on a tag team. Which means that they're used to working in teams. Right. A sous chef needs to be a team player. So that's what I'm going to go with. I'm going to go with 
Brian Danielson is my non kayfabe answer. Montez is my actual kayfabe answer. I would get along with him. Miriam said the correct answer is Tony D'Angelo. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Oh, yeah. it's Tony D'Angelo. But also, what what about like Dexter and Loomis? He wouldn't talk at all. That's true, but like what if something's like on fire that he was supposed to be like watching out for and he's just not talking? He'd put it out himself. Mm. I hope Tony D'Angelo is uh, there for signings <laughs> at Comic-Con tomorrow. Yeah, I hope so. Alright, and then finally, uh, last question. Uh, this is specifically for you. Uh oh. Um, Milam asked, you said you like to write. What do you usually write? Uh, fiction stories? What kind of fiction, if so? Um. Oh, God. Yeah, what do you write? Oh, the cat just went. <sighs> I mean. Um. Normally, everything that I've written is nine times out of ten fiction. Mm hmm. But nine times out of ten, it's like realistic fiction, I guess. Like, I write more. I write, I write more character-centric pieces than I write hot-heavy stuff. Mm -hmm. I think. Um, I write a lot of drama. I think I also write like a lot of dramatic shit. Nine times out of ten, it's also not happy. I don't know why. I'm not capable of writing a happy script. It's it's true. I have never read a happy script that you've written. Okay, I did write Ghost Boys. Which was the funniest thing I've ever done, and it doesn't have a happy ending though. <laughs> it doesn't. It ends with uh, the roommate getting kicked out, uh, the other roommate thinking that his roommate's dead, and then uh, the third friend is trapped on the roof. And then the show got canceled. <laughs> Yeah, so I, I nine times out of ten I write drama. There's sometimes like a little romance, but mm. I think the the most in depth and involved things I've written have been drama and um probably the biggest thing I've ever written was like thriller. Mm. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Spans. Yeah. I can I can uh out. Write a rom com with a happy ending. Oh God. Um. I I also normally am writing scripts. So. All right. Well, that's all the questions we have. I'm just gonna say I can't. I'm not capable of like writing like a long narrative piece. Mm -hmm. That's not true, actually. But it that's what it feels like most times. Mm, right. Um. Oh, the the best answer for Miriam's question. It's Tony D'Angelo. We covered this. It's the rock. Uh, it's always cooking. You, you can smell it. Menu <laughs> is the question. Yeah. Um. But anyway, uh, before you close out, I just want to mention that we will not be doing our two K twenty universe mode tomorrow. Uh, despite us saying we will, we'll be doing that on Sunday instead. Liars. Yes, we are. We are a bunch of liars. 
Um, we'll be doing that late afternoon. Follow us on Twitter to get the updates on that. Um, that'll be uh, late afternoon on Sunday because we're going to Comic-Con tomorrow and um, we will be very busy after that with some post-wedding stuff. Um, so. Mark said that my original tweet to announce the podcast today sounded like we had gotten married, so I made, I deleted it, made him do a new one. Yeah, he didn't. I did. Cat did. Oh, yeah. All right, Liz, why don't you close out? If you joined us tonight, thank you so much. And if you join us in the future, thank you so much. Happy Halloween. Um. We will be live again Sunday with our universe mode stream. And then we'll be live Monday. Monday for our Monday Night Raw stream. Yeah. That's all I gotta say. We will also be more awake probably um, for the Sunday episode. So get ready for that. Yeah. All right. Thank you all so much for watching. Follow and subscribe. Our YouTube is the Pinfall Podcast. If you're watching on YouTube, uh, join us at the live show, twitch.tv forward slash the Pinfall Podcast. Our Twitter is at Pinfall Podcast. I'm at the Mark Cameron. Liz is at Eliza Elaine23. And we'll see you on Sunday with Battle of the Brands. Have a great night. Enjoy your weekend and stay safe. <laughs>